Hi, I'm Richard Fieldhouse, and today I'm talking about the latest NESGP magazine, Sessional GP. We've just released our December edition for 2016. I'm here without Sarah today. Sarah has a very bad cold, and nobody sounds good on audio with a bad cold. So um, I'm actually up in my teenage son's room, uh, which is very well soundproofed, and clothesline everywhere so don't have a problem too much with echo so starting off um actually sarah's written the the uh, the first article in the magazine um called brownie points and this is after uh, an article or some news actually she'd heard from the bbc about a study into uh, guides and scouts and how as a child being a member of of, of the, the scout or club brownie movement um actually leads in later life to sort of a greater mental resilience as an adult um and that got sarah thinking a lot about locum groups and sessional gp groups and how her own membership of, of of a group she's been a member of for some eight years now has really helped sort of recharge her batteries and also is a is a an antidote to all that's been going on uh, recently with with uh, um, the growth of popularism and uh, the Trump and Brexit and everything else like that. But also a lot of what goes on on forums like Facebook where we it, they can, which can be brilliant, but it can also really get people down, I think. And it occasionally gets Sarah down, occasionally gets me down too, when people are having a good old moan and actually not really coming up with any solutions. And there's something that's just not quite real and humane about that. So Sarah's point really is about the power of, of actually physically meeting up with people, being friends with people in the real world, not the virtual world, and the benefits that that has. So um, that's worth worth a read, obviously. Um, and uh, there's a link there too. If you don't yet belong to uh, a sessional GP group, um, we've got some information. There's a link on, on in, the, in the magazine. Click on that and you can download a document about how to set up your own sessional GP group. Long, long may they live. Um, I've got it all open here on my, on my phone. Um, the next article is... is the lovely Liz Densley, um, accountant from Honey and Barrett. Um, and this one is about what you can and can't claim for tax. It's a it's a great big sort of um, table. You could actually, if, if you are speaking about sessional GP groups, if you're in a sessional GP group, this could be a really fun quiz or it could be a really boring quiz. Depends how you look at it. But um, for example, uh, whether you're employed or self-employed, Fuel and vehicle costs, alternative to 45p a mile. Can you claim those as employed, uh, as an employee? No, you can't, but you can if you're self-employed. Interest on car loan or higher purchase for a car. Again, you can if you're self-employed. Did not know that. Um, it's got a few other things. Um, some, something here I didn't know about. Uh, some great talk list talks about things that are not taxable, things that are taxable at zero percent, but also uh, th there's some logic to that. Um, but also, what grey areas are, for example, um, courses in holiday resorts where the holiday is more than incidental. I just like the way that's phrased, really. You sort of go off on holiday and then you incidentally have a holiday. Um, but of course, I think Liz is talking there about these 
ski tours uh, where you go off with a load of doctors and um, come back knowing an awful lot of stuff. Now, where am I? Trying to get my next page. There we go. So that's Lizzie's article. That's really good. And then um, Sonia, some career advice. Putting it off today, we've called this. This is about procrastination. And uh, Sonia talks about how we, as doctors... We 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 we, apply, we we Sonia talks about wanting to become a, a doctor at the age of four. I think for me it was age nine when I found a, a a medical magazine in someone's dustbin of all places down the back of back of our terrace of houses in them olden days. Um, so I wanted to be one for, for all, or equally from an early age. Um, but, but we don't actually ever question that. And and and, and Sonia talks about how we've actually sort of many of us will be in a job. Uh, uh, in a position, in a post, whatever, for a, for quite some period of time, and we don't actually ever sort of confront our uh, our, our our feelings of not enjoying that work uh, and what we can do about it. So, some really good tip tips on tips there from Sonia. Um, there's a I've I've sort of skipped over. There's a lot going on in that article, um, and it sort of get, it visits three three different sorts of places um, where we can all find ourselves. I'd highly recommend a good sort of sit down um, with that. Now, next one. When the going gets tough, from the Medical Protection Society, from Rachel Birch. This is when we, uh, particularly local, well, anybody really... Uh, gives, gives, Rachel gives three scenarios um, what to do. If... if People, locals often talked about this sort of triple whammy. If you get, you know, if you're booked to do some sessions, and for some reason you really shouldn't do those sessions, you're ill, or in this example, uh, trapped in snow, or you're, or it's really snowy and it's too dangerous really to go out. The trouble is, if you if you do this a couple of times um, and let a practice down, will you then go to the bottom of the list, as it were, in terms of being asked there again? You become unreliable and a bit of a liability. So you find yourself in a position where you actually shouldn't go to work because you're poorly or because it's just dangerous snow and, and you should actually be at home. So what's your medical legal position with that? Um, and of course, you know, the horrible thing of having to let colleagues down when you, when you, if you do go off sick, that's a horrible feeling. Um, and, and that almost, I think, almost contributes to, to being ill. One of the worst things about being ill. But anyway, um, and another another thing that Rachel brings up is about concerns about visiting a patient alone. If you're uh, in this particular scenario is, is about when when you've been put down for a visit, when actually, and you're a female GP, and it says in the notes that this patient should only be seen by a male GP, or or that they're known to be violent and off you trot for for an hour to to go there, and, and what you should be doing, and some tips and some advice. Um. Next one is Judith's uh, really interesting article. This is, this is Judith's done a couple of reviews, some book reviews. One is by Graham Easton on a book called The Appointment. And what, what Graham Easton has done, uh, the book is about a, a surgery with 18 patients. Um, very much in, in uh, writing this for the public. And what Judith gets across is, is, is sort of the humanity that's involved and how difficult this is and all the different thought processes that are going through your head as a GP when you're 
consulting and she judith points out that that we should all read this really if you know any gps in training suggest that they read this but also obviously a great read too for patients and and uh I think if any of us are really struggling, that this is one that sort of brings it all all, all back to reality. Um, and 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 there's a there's a scenario in in the book about about a patient who uh, attends with with tiredness all the time. And and Judith segs nicely into the next book she's read, which is actually written this time by an academic um, about exhaustion, for, written for academics really. But it, and it talks about how over the last sort of, I think even since antiquity, but particularly so in, in uh, the last uh, few centuries, how exhaustion has been used by um, by, by people as a way of explaining things and, 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 and as a cause of various maladies and also how an industry is built up around treating those maladies and how we, through different generations, approach tiredness and exhaustion in different ways. Um, talking about <laughs> Facebook and um, how they, they can be quite draining, I do not, do not read the Amazon reviews of the book of exhaustion. Um, they are they are quite vitriolic. Um, uh, there is a particular patient group who's really uh, comes down on, on anything academic about fatigue. Um, so, yeah. So just stick to the book. Um, so there's a, yeah, some really good reviews there by Judith. And then lastly, we finish off with Lindsay, who's in Australia. And, you know, it's grass is always greener, etc. And a lot of us are very attracted to the Australian model and, and, and living out there and, and everything. Um, Lindsay talks about an issue in Australia at the moment, that of capitation, which they don't yet have. Now, capitation, my understanding of this is that as a GP, you get paid by the number of patients registered um, on your surgery list but in Australia you can actually register in multiple practices which um, which Lindsay points out can be a really good thing uh, if you're traveling or visiting relatives but it also can be a really bad thing because you can um, Lindsay gives an example of a patient that's registered both with her practice and another practice and then then these patients patients can use I can complain this off against different GPs for different medications. And if you don't like what one GP says, well, you just go along to another. And and, and there's all this causes all sorts of problems. But but by the government wanting to go towards capitation and how that seems to be particularly attractive with their medical con- conglomerates in Australia, but also how that means that that income can be going down. And of course, that that too can lead, has all its, its problems that go with that. Um, so. That brings uh, a very, very quick brief run-through of uh, December's magazine. Uh, do take a read. If, if you, there's obviously the uh, this this um, iPad-friendly version. I'm having to be reading it on my smartphone, and it reads perfectly well on there. But we also do have a PDF version. So if you go to the NESGB website forward slash magazine, you can download a PDF version and print it out. This one doesn't print out the the um, the the online version doesn't print out for various reasons but it's because it's scrollable um an idea we copied from the guardian but don't tell anybody that right so um i hope you enjoyed this if you've got any things you'd like us to talk about on podcasts hopefully sarah's cold will get better very soon she had about three oranges today uh 
That too will bring its own problems. Um, and so I'm sure she will be very better, much better soon. And take care. And uh, thank you. Thank you.